I just listened to our podcast twice, or two different episodes for the first time. So I guess once the first time and then the second time, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so just let everybody know, Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a tapestry here for a moment. Colin kind of stealth dropped these two to me stealth dropped two episodes of the podcast. I'm sure people have already heard. And I don't have a Twitter. I might have access to the team's Twitter, but you obviously don't see like their own tweets. You know what I mean? So I had no idea these existed. And we probably got 10 minutes into another podcast when he was like, hey, I already went over this. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? So at first I was admittedly annoyed that this had happened, but something fascinating happened while listening to the first episode. Wait, or your first solo episode. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm actually fascinated. So Wesley, I'll let you guys behind the scenes a little bit. I'm the one who edits these podcasts and puts them out. So once we were done talking to each other, he never listens to it again. And never again. I, I literally only listen to it to like add the intro, add the outro, upload it. Done. So neither of us have ever listened to it through like you know through Spotify or through um, Apple Music. What was it like? What was it like being one of our listeners? So a couple of things. First, I hate our intro. Wow. I would so just an immediate thought. The intro song has to be changed, and it either has to be the like, "Come on, come on, come on." It should be that one, or and this I would prefer this because it was my favorite, like Kane's intro. But when I used to come out to the Joker and the Thief, that Wolf Mother song was like da 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 da. That would be for fucking sick intro as well. Obviously, uh, Rocking Like a Hurricane. I, I don't love the intro. It's a little choppy. Um, but I, that's not the part I'm interested in, in talking to you about. I love to argue and um, spend... A, there are actually podcasts for different things where I'll stop listening to it because I'll disagree so much and I won't be able to, like, put my two cents in so I have to turn it off and come back later because I literally can't like, I, I stopped listening and I'm ready just to be like you're dead fucking wrong um, so what you're so, saying is that you listen to my solo pods and you believe my takes to be so terrible I that you are now happy notes, yeah and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about them which I think is pretty cool is pretty okay. cool Okay. so one go. thing I do want to touch on too and this is not an attempt to shit on you the first one was a little rough yeah, I admit that one. But, but you went into bad. the second one, and I thought the I thought the second one was significantly better. That the first one you just ran it, and you didn't really have anything else other than when they scored up in front of you. And I could tell in the second one there were notes that you were you were following a roadmap and stuff like that. So kudos to you for for doing all this. This is not an attempt to like bully you or anything. It's just it, it, this is an like totally kind of fell on our laps. It's like a fun thing to do. So I'm going to go over just some notes that I took that I like completely disagreed with you on. Um, you absolutely want the first goal. I, I brought up this take to you before you listened to the four solo pod and you told me you disagree. And I think I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't go back and listen. So I, my point is that it doesn't matter. Like it's not life or death. Statistically better to score first. It's statistically better not to go down four zero. So I mean, yeah, yeah. But that like, what, what, so there, there are a couple like, you can sc- if you score first, you're guaranteed a goal. Guess what? You need those to win. If you don't score first, you may never actually get a goal. 
And unfortunately, you can't win 0-0, right? Somebody has to get a goal. So you're just wrong on that. You this could is say a that side is. point. But the solo podcasts are now my favorite podcast because I can have a take and I can feel pretty good about it. I'm not going to lie. I'm just like, I, yeah. I just think you're, you're dead wrong on that. That's like your old man. There, there are takes that, like, I like fighting. I think people kind of under represent protecting teammates and stuff like that. But I, you know, I probably like it more than it's needed. You're just wrong on this. Um, another thing about Montreal, they, I believe the score was the final was five, four Tampa, which they won in overtime, but they scored four goals. So that was the thing with Montreal. So, and I want to touch on the Columbus game because I think just a couple other different things there. Um, a, it was funny for people who watch college football I, uh, every, my, you know, my dad and I both love Notre Dame football. It's something we shared my whole life. And that game was on at one at the same time as the Kings game. And the, the Notre Dame was up like 28 to seven. Things were looking good. Actually, once the Kings went down to zero, I turned it off. Like I went from switching back and forth to, I'm just going to watch the Irish. And then literally as soon as the Kings started doing better, the Irish completely. So the Canes had a historic comeback, and the Irish had a historic collapse. So define historic collapse for the Irish. I believe that was the first time since I've been alive they've lost a game where they were up by that margin. Damn. Yeah. The, a, after after the the loss, the the coach for their team called it the biggest win in school history, or one of the biggest wins in school. Just just a terrible day. Just just a fucking gut punch. And it, 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 like, sucks, too, because we had several players. Like, they, they were, like, a fringe playoff team, top four in college football go. So we were, like, a, I, I believe we ended up being fifth. So we had a couple of, like, NFL-quality play guys who were going to be, like, first and second round picks in this, this coming draft opt out because it wasn't the playoffs. So you lose. It, it was it ended up being a close game. And um, there's a lot of, like, extracurriculars around that game as well where, like, our coach who had been there forever, like, basically paying enough to the better night. And like it, it's a whole thing. So with that, with that game too, there you said you felt good about. It. It's funny because I had reverse, like going to the Montreal game. I was like, well, we're much better than them, so they should be fine. And then once they scored first, I felt great. And then going into the Columbus game, I think Columbus is like kind of good. No, yeah, I, I, I think did literally not feel good about that game at all. Well, I just felt as if like going into the Hab game. It was literally like, well, this is the game. Like, I almost want to call it Maple Leaf this. Like, if we're going to lose any game, it's going to be against Montreal's EHL team, ECHL team. Like, it just is. So, by the one view, I was like, yeah, we're back. We can play hockey. I was like, well, we can beat Columbus. And uh, so, I guess, I guess. So, you also said, like, oh, we had a terrible first period. I don't think that's true. Um, I know statistically it's not true. The Kings actually played really well. It's just they gave up, what, four good chances, and they were grade A fucking chances, but they spent an incredible amount of okay. of, yeah. of, of time. And so I, I just kind of like, I don't think that's fair or true. I thought specifically with that game too, it's weird. And the shoe is going to drop the other way on this. I felt like, Columbus had always played us really tough and we were always in this like weird I felt like we always had a better points percentage 
but we were always down on Columbus when we were like uh, a wildcard team, you know. Does that make sense? Like, do you remember those yeah. days where they'd always have like yeah. two or three games in hand and they'd be up two points? And you'd be like, ah. It, yeah, it man. seemed like Columbus would always be the one that was like, fucking yeah. Columbus. And I felt like they always played us like really tough and we were kind of similarly built. And then last year, I felt they had that one game where Roslovic beat uh, Ned Fivehole on the uh, on the penalty shot. And I think there was another and I, there was another one that he didn't love that he gave up. And so I felt like through the first two games. Or maybe that was the first game, and then the second game, that game was close, and we got that awful, awful offsides call, where it was like where Churchrek was offsides, and they should have called back the goal, and it didn't. And um, I feel like since that game, we just beat the shit out of them. So my fear going into the Columbus thing was like they've been really good. We that that five one or four one win where it was on the road, that was maybe their worst loss of the year up until this one. So I was like, ah, they're due. They're like a good team. I believe if they had won that game, they would have uh, scooped the wild card spot that evening. And I was like, yeah, you know, doesn't this feel like where they like got out like a 3-2 game and a kick game will be involved in some way. And, uh, you know, like that was kind of my fear. Thoughts overall, you said I digress in 35 to 40 minutes of podcast. You probably said it four or five times. Is that, so that, is that yeah. a lot? Yeah, that's an incredible... I'd probably say that I, three times a year. I would say... So I'll, my summarization of the two podcasts is the first one, I made it, released it, looked at it, that's hot garbage. And I wanted to prove yeah, myself first more made. than anyone that I could do better than that. So I made the second one. Yeah, and the second one was better. I, I've got a couple things I want to touch on from that as well. This has been really fun. Uh, you can, you want me to start releasing solo pods on nothing? So you can just come no, back and no, like, no. retrospective on the solo pod. So you you had this hilarious, the first goal doesn't matter. Also, you can't do the comeback kids forever. Got, got to pick a lane there, partner. Kind of kind of coming with salad on that one. And one thing I want to like touch on, this is like a personal, this is kind of like a Wesley take. I don't think it's a comeback. To me, scoring first doesn't matter unless you get out. Once you get out of the period up or down, that's bad, right? But for me, like they score that goal in the, you know, I think it was like uh, like 10 minutes into the first. And then we score that kind of the, the Jesper deflection later on. It's like, well, you know, like, yeah, you you technically were down and now it's tied. But like to me, like the period is like the big. If we had gone one zero, I would consider that like a comeback win, like heading into the second. But it was tied coming out of the first, right? So you got forty minutes. Um, so that's just like a personal Wesley take. I thought that game was really a pretty good game for us, all things considered. Beat the shit out of them in the second period. Svetch looked really good, obviously. I, I think uh, you, you brought up the uh, like ah like the. Uh, it, it's hats. Hats are like twenty five percent off or something like that. Yeah. So um, I, I do think it would be funny if like like done in like walked in the warehouse like four weeks ago and was like fuck we have like no hats like start up start benching some of that. I can't tell you what it is, man. It's how it's literally. I I went back full season. It was like fifteen or sixteen times. We we've been on hat trick watch and nothing. 
and it's everyone. Like, Stephen Lawrence was on Hattrick Watch. Nothing. He got nothing for it. I would, I would say, too, uh, in regards to the coach's challenge, I think something to keep in mind, and it was not, A, you run it no matter what. So to me, the deciding factor was not so much the like, oh, let's see. It's that, so from their perspective, they're going to be on the penalty kill no matter what because Coke and Yimmy got tripped as part of that. Um, that's what makes that pass incredible. Is he got like, or he might have been hooked. There was a penalty coming that Kiki drew, and then he passes it out, who passed it to whoever who scored it, right? So I think it was like Pesci to somebody. I don't remember who scored the, the goal. But from the coach's perspective, all you're literally gambling is the goal, right? Because if the goal counts, then uh, you're on the power play or on the penalty kill, and there's two minutes left and you lose. Or the goal doesn't count, in which case you get the goal back, you're on the penalty kill, and there's two minutes left. So he literally risks nothing but the goal. I guess you could argue he could have pulled the goalie and been down two or no, because they were down three anyway, right? Because they didn't pull the goalie again. No, they were down two. They could have pulled the if, – if the goal had been called back, they could have pulled um, – So basically uh, he risked – with what, two minutes left, he risked uh, the power play for the goal, which I think – one thing I will say is I thought it looked a lot better before I saw the replay because we were on the other side of the building. So at first I was like, well, there was something there, right? I do think there is some truth in the like – Let's open up Pandora's box. Let's see. But if you're him, it's like, okay, well, we can try it, see what we'll get, and worst case scenario, we get this penalty and we're down two. But if you're down two, two minutes left, that's still pretty that's – that's a tough one too. So I think it made sense. I think it made a ton of sense to, to challenge. But one Trip Tracy would disagree with you. And no offense, but uh, Trip Tracy is more important in this land. Well, all you're giving up is the power play. For You're, you're – for for the chance. I'm sorry. You are clearly not a huge Kane. Because Fetch scored that if goal. If you're saying the face off dot to make it six six three, right? Like he he like. Yeah. Yeah, that. that's right. That's right. So yeah, because he was I the second to last. Sense. Yeah. I think it makes sense to to try it because there is that Pandora's nature to it, right? That's just a real thing when it comes to these goals, and you were going to be on a penalty kill anyway, so it doesn't matter. So you're really just, like, rolling the dice for the goal. Okay. You, you've gone on a lot about this curses challenge. I get it. You think I was wrong? Well, no, I, I think it may – like, I've seen a ton of people be like, oh, this was like – like, I, I saw somebody request it for Steve's Daniels. Like, like I think – like, I wouldn't have done it personally either, but, like, I like the rationale is, is it better to risk the goal than to go down – or is yeah. it better to okay. risk the PK? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought okay, I thought it was a bad challenge. Yeah, it was not a dang. It's like when you score on yourself. You can score on himself. I don't even know if it like, was a bad challenge. It was just like an interesting like it's bad to be down. It's down to be down one on the penalty kill with two minutes left. It's probably whatever. So another thing too, you kind of so your thoughts on the power play. You're like oh, like it doesn't look very good. Whatever. I don't think it doesn't pass the eye test. It doesn't. I think it's fine. Like, it's just, like, the ninth best power play. No, I don't – yeah, that I said that, too. I, like, part of it could just be that I want it to be the greatest of everything, and I want it to be the absolute death nail. And it's just not that. So I yeah. want it to be that, and it's not that, and it's disappointing to me that it's not. 
because our, our PK is the best in the league. And I, I realize they're not the same thing, and you're not going to have a great PP because you have a good PK. But, like, we have the talent. We should be able to convert on them more than we do. And, again, we are we fine. We're at, like, 20-some percent. That's really good. I mean, that's not the league. Those eight teams better than us. Oh, yeah, that's really is good. close to getting his AARP card. And, yeah. you know, he converts higher on the power play. I don't think that's true anymore either. Their power play's been atrocious. Listen, I just pulled I pulled a joke out of the air, but either way, I feel like I, I want to see yeah. that. And I, 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 I said feel like in the podcast power play that it's like, stupid for me to think that way, but I do. Yeah, as long as you know that, like, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. you know, like, our weakness as a team is probably finishing. And but part of what makes that dope is that like like Trocek, Natchez, Aho, Teravine, and they play on both, right? And like a guy like Ovechkin, who I don't know if you know this, can finish um, at an elite level. Really, uh, I thought something about get that. on the PK, right? So I think the power play is fine. Um, so with all that said, I other than the the I digress thing was like like rein it in, you know. Lesson, we get it. I think it's time for you to digress from the I digress. It was a rough one. That's so Florida, man, we haven't talked about the Panthers game at all yet. So I, that was the first home game I hadn't been to all year. I had to get an emergency come up. So fill in the blanks for me. So I saw, I tuned in, saw it was 1-0. Was it Uyghur scoring the first shot maybe? I believe so, yes. And then Tara Vinen scores to tie it. Man, has he been fucking on fire. Yeah, um, Tara Vinen and Brady Shea have both just been like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, Tara Vinen's been – Tara Vinen feels like he's, like, figured figured out how to, like, add – like, he's obviously always had a good shot, but he prefers to pass. And I think in some ways, you like – you you don't want to ruin Teravine for him to get more shots. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it feels like he's found a way in his game. Found is like a weird way to put it, but he's like, okay, I can shoot here and still be comfortable in my game. Oh, I can add a shot here. Maybe I'm gonna uh, drive to the net here. So good. But he's also still a lead passer man. The 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 feds have become in love with the on the knee slapper too, to get it to raise or rise. So that, that's been a thing. So I then saw that it got to 3-1, then it got to 3-2. I have no idea what happened in between any of this. And then I saw I saw the Jarvis goal, and then I turned it off, and then I watched, and over time I watched Brady Shea give it away. Yeah, Brady Shea definitely gave it away. That's a that's a missed man right there. So what did, what did I miss? It was like late in the – so uh, late in the fourth, Verhage uh, scored the first one, and then it might have been 15, 20 seconds into the second, he scored the second one. So it was like, well, what a bitch to end a period, and what a bitch to start a period with. Yeah, it's a rough one. I, I don't really like to be three points out of a back-to-back between Calgary and Florida is pretty good. Um, you were always kind of set up from a scheduling perspective. A lot of this, too, with the, like, starting late and stuff, it's it's hard to know. So I want to look at the schedule and why, like, this whole start early on time thing is whatever, right? So the Montreal game, 
you literally hadn't played a hockey game one, two, three, four, five, six days, right? Weird. Just a weird game, whatever. So then the Columbus game, you get a day off, and then it's literally a matinee game on New Year's Day. Weird. And they played well in the first period. They just didn't score. Um, so then you don't play for five days because of the Toronto break. So then you go into Calgary, and yes, they tech- – that was ugly. That was ugly. But they were very desperate. First off, you just – so you played one hockey game in – was that seven – you played two hockey games. No, no, no. Yeah, you played two hockey games in 14 – in 19 days. Right? That's weird. They lost the night before. They burned the Jacob Markstrom start on that. He must have been gassed, too, because I'd have pulled that kid, whoever, the Russian or whatever, wherever their backup's from. Um, so the first period was ugly, but you came out of it tied, and there's just a lot of weird circumstances around it, right? And then um, the Florida game, it's the second night of a back-to-back. We've been there for a lot of really good first periods. Uh, you, you just don't know. Like, I, I don't think it's anything they care about or be alarmed with. I want to talk about this Philly debacle. So we, we flew to Philly. The entire team got on a plane, flew to Philly. We were there for, what, six hours before the mm-hmm. game got canceled by the league, which is cool. Whatever. Philly has no COVID problems. Understandable. But we come back, and I think there have been two staff, including Mike Malinskalko and now Jacob Slavin, all have COVID. Because yeah. of unneeded travel at this point. like. Well, here's the thing on that, two things, really. I, I, I have a lot of like opinions on this, actually. I think Run it. There's, so there's, a, there's a couple different arguments, right? I think the first one is, is like, hey, they're actually not that covid e, right? They're not that bad hurt at flash COVID. Um, and the Hurricanes literally played a game with 16 skaters. So, in a row. Why are we doing this? I, you know, it's weird. And I mean this apolitically before I tell this story. But something that I've learned is that people, and this may not come as a surprise to anybody, people are very quick to offer grace, which is something that everybody's kind of talked about with, with what's going on here, where it, if it feels like the league is making it up as they go, they are let's call a spade a spade here, right? Like Fauci literally was like, yeah, we changed from 10 to 15 days on on um, quarantining on a positive test because the country would shut down if we didn't. And that's no longer, they, there's no appetite for that anymore, right? And uh, like you're just, people are making up this up as they go along right now, um, which, which is what, however you feel about that, whatever. So I do think there's a certain amount of like, oh, well, we had to play with 16 skaters. Yeah, that probably wasn't the right thing to do. And they know that now. So does it suck that we didn't get that same treatment? Like, yeah, but it just kind of is what it is. You know what I mean? I think the second thing, and I've been doing a ton of reading on this recently, so we're starting to see more and more data that suggests that people who were vaccinated for – uh, the Alpha and Delta variants, right, of of COVID may be more susceptible. 
to uh, the Omicron strain, which it's, it's always hard to tell with data like that because you would also assume in that same vein that if you were vaccinated and boosted and all that, you were more likely to go out and live your life and, and contract it, right? So by no means, like, is that perfect? It's just kind of like burgeoning data that's coming out. The disease is it's significantly less dangerous than the other ones in terms of, like, if you get it, it's yeah. not, it doesn't appear to be a very big deal, vaccinated or otherwise. But it also spreads significantly faster. I, I think I was, I think, I think it's like a, it's like 15 to 20 or, I, I, I'm not going to speak out of turn because I don't remember the numbers offhand, but it is, it is certainly much more uh, transmissive than the other ones. So I think with the Jacob Slavin thing, to me the annoying part is that they already took down the ice so we couldn't practice. Um, just a sh- That was shitty. But I think you're going to see a lot more guys. Everybody's going to get this. And in many ways, that's probably a good thing. Like what you want for – like the flu is a pretty good example of this, right? The flu literally used to fuck people up, right? And then people got natural immunity, and it became weaker to continue to infect, right? When vi- what you don't want is, like, you don't want it to become like SARS. Yeah. <laughs> so and- down and more spreadable, in theory, long-term, should be a good thing. Yeah. And to be clear, because I know exactly you're going for this, I just provide some clarity. You're not saying, like, no one can die. It's just like, we're going to have to live with this. People die from the flu. It's just part of life, unfortunately. But it's cool if the baseline is it's whatever. Yeah, people people are, yeah, like, I'm kind of over to, like, whatever, right? I, I don't Fair even enough. want to turn this into a COVID thing. But that part. to me, I would ex- suspect everybody to get this at least once, and that that's probably a good thing because something to keep in mind too is what the hell i think joe biden called it a a a winter of death and sorrow or something like that that we're fast approaching march april may May. where this thing is going to get fucked like it did last year right In, in, in the in the summer so i think um the 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 slaven thing is annoying with the uh the, the COVID stuff is annoying. So um Yeah, the COVID okay. stuff's annoying and I wanna touch on this. It's like in the past, like fucking I don't know, how old's the team now? Almost five years? There have only ever been like three people to call Hurricanes games. One of them I can't remember his name, I'm sorry. And then it was Mike, not Mike Maniscalco, I'm sorry. Um John Forslund was always the main guy. Oh, you forgot Chucky? Mr. I, I know everything. On... Listen, man. But uh, and now Mike Mouskalko has COVID, so obviously he won't be calling games with Trip Tracy. So the next three games will be called by Shane Willis. And I just... yeah, good for Shane. I mean, I think stuff like that is cool. Um, I do think also Shane Willis super involved with uh, youth hockey. Youth hockey, like super yeah. involved. 
So I think that's cool. I think he heads it for the team. Yeah, I mean, he was never, like, my favorite player or anything, but I think much in the same way, like, no, Maniscalco is not, he's fine. I'd start having hella different color commentators just come in and 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 try it and you know. what are you gonna do like, with Trip uh, Tracy? What? What are you gonna do with Trip Tracy then? I'm sorry, not color, uh play by play. Okay. Um you know, it's it's not he's not John Forslund, which is fine. But I, I would use that as an opportunity to be a little more unique. I hope he said that he felt fine and was asymptomatic and he's, you know, quadruple boosted and fucking he's, he's got a direct IV from Pfizer that updates every 10 minutes. So he'll, he'll be, <laughs> it was very quick to let you know that he was fine, which I think is good on him. Um, to, nothing is worse than when it comes out and how I, you know, nothing yet, but I'll let you know. Like he, he, he. I like when people have a little bluster about it, where he's like, "Yeah, I'm in my house doing fucking sit-ups right now, like hoorah, fucking masked <laughs> up, masked up, like let's fucking get it." So, um, now there's a couple other. So Auntie Ron is hurt, and the two, and I don't remember their names, but your other call-upable goalies are hurt. So Jack Lafontaine. Officially signed as a hurricane in the middle of the season, which I don't know the last time that happened. It's actually a little bit worse than what you're saying because not only was it Ranta uh, is injured, Freddie Anderson. There was a point. There was like a, well, the only active goaltender in our organization, and I mean from NHL to EHC, uh, ECHL. Wow. Anyways, uh, was the only goaltender on any of the rosters. Yeah, so LaFontaine is interesting. Um, he took, like, a weird road in college, but ended up – I don't remember the name of the award, but he – Sarah Sibian's a big LaFontaine fan, and she's a pretty yeah. good judge of college hockey. Um, and it's not something I watch or I'm very knowledgeable on. I know his save percentage is kind of down this year. You wish you could have kept Ned as, like, a third guy, which I don't think he would have signed for or – you know, if you could have armed him and kept him at two, I think the Canes would have kept him and sent him to Chicago, to be honest with you. Because um, this is one of the things you wanted to avoid. And finding this kid, hopefully he works out, right? Coley's normally don't. I, I feel and, like the Freddie thing is hit and the Ronta thing, you kind of hit, but you also knew he was going to get hurt. So. Yeah. The interesting about the Jack LaFontaine, I, I just can't get LaFontaine. 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 That's so much easier. Anyway, uh, so the thing about LaFontaine that I found interesting was that he didn't sign the normal three-year of a contract. He's only signed until mm-hmm. the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So if he does come up, and uh, you know, I'm not hoping for this, but complete garbage. It's all he becomes a restricted free agent at the end of the year, and hopefully we can get some compensation. He's in a weird spot because you hope he doesn't play at all. You hope you send him to the minors. I've read because you want to – the Canes goalies are in a weird place because they don't – basically what they did here, and you kind of alluded to this, is if that kid, they're like, hey, come up. 
I think they're going to try. I've read in two different places they want to get him at least a game. They want to see what they have. So he kind of, you know, they've given up team control to get him to kind of quit. Not quit. That's not fair. But oh, to be, sounds like the ninth ranked team in the country. Yeah. To be fair, there have been a ton of people going on him for leaving Minnesota with like, I think it's like 20 games left in their season. Yeah, and he would not have done it for a three-year deal. Like, that's what that means to me, is they were literally like, hey, we'll burn two years of control, we need you. I think that's part of the reason why they're looking to get him a game. It's because, like, oh, you did us this massive favor, so we'll do you. Like, we'll get you a game in the league early. Yeah. This is where you wanted Ned as a third, but... Yeah. And I think his numbers have come down a little bit, too. Um, I think Ned is still... He's certainly overqualified to be at your third goalie, but... It was also right. I think everything. I think everybody should be happy with how everything has played out so far. The Shane Willis thing will be fun. You know, he's a guy who wasn't like a terrific skater, um, but was a 20 goal scorer. Fucked up his knee. That that turned him into into a fringe guy. So he's got a good where he's obviously a he understands how to break down the game for people right that's just part of being a coach i think he does that at a very 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 high level um so that'll be good for the broadcast he also even though he's not the color guy that still helps he also i mean he was a player he was a 20 goal scorer you know you're a fucking tremendous hockey he scored 20 goals in the nhl he scored 20 goals in the nhl when people were not scoring goals yeah so i think that'll be cool um i like I said, I, I don't think – like, Maniscalco is fine, but I think it would be cool to, like, take take some risks on it, you know? I'd have the dude who does the play-by-play for the Bulls, like, see if he wants to come in for a game. Let's just have, let's just have some fun, you know? Um, I mean, to be fair, it's not like the Bailey Sports broadcast would get any worse. Well, hopefully it'll, it'll be working, right? Well, knowing them. Also, I don't think – this, I mean, this should be the first time in franchise history where both the color commentator and play-by-play are both alumni of that team, of our team. Technically never played the trip, Tracy. No, he had a cup of coffee, didn't he? Yeah, but he never he never got on the ice. Never, never played got, him. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember who the coach was at the time, but I remember that, like, people were pissed about it. And I didn't know this at the time. I just heard this story years later where he was called up, and everybody kind of knew he wasn't – probably wasn't an NHLer, right? There's no chance you remember the year, do you? It would have been the first year here, I think, 97. Then it would have been, been Paul Marie. Would it have been? Yeah. People were mad about it. I've heard that that did not sit well with whoever. Um, but, yeah, they didn't uh, – he, he never – because normally when that – because he was called up because somebody was hurt. And he sat on the bench, and normally when the game's decided, you throw a guy in and call it a game. He didn't get So, um, So do you want to go around the league? Yeah. Here's the interesting part about when we missed so much time, though. It's literally since the last time we've spoken. There are now two NHL teams that may or may not have a building next year. We'll find out, which I think is funny. But let's go. Arizona's going to have a building. Um, well, th- this is like, just, you know, we're going around the league. All that the, the Arizona stuff is, 
is eventually Glendale or whoever, wherever their building currently is, they are going to fuck them for two years. So uh, everybody who's ever been in a relationship with a girl who's a little toxic, where you'll, you know, for whatever reason they're mad about, whatever, right? And you were supposed to, like, go out to a party or go out to eat or whatever, right? Are we going? No, 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 no. All right, we're not, we're not going. No, 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 we're not going. And an hour before you're supposed to leave, they start getting ready, right? And now if you were going to a mid-tier place, like, move some money in the account because money is being spent, right? So that's what's happening there. Who else isn't going to have a building? Calgary. Well, no, the Calgary thing, it's all politics up there. I didn't realize that, like, Calgary as a team is, like, heavily involved in the local politics. Yeah, well, Calgary, you know, know, it's a huge, it's like, what, a $600 million deal or something like that? Good on the city to tell them to go fuck themselves. It's $9 million. Just pay it, you know? Where are they going to get that money from? Yeah. Actually, so, side point, side point. They saved that $9 million when they traded Dougie Hamilton. You're welcome. They already fixed it. I found the money. I didn't make a call. So, so that's whatever. Um, whatever. Fuck the flames. Never been a big really flame guy. So around the league, a couple of interesting things. Um I think the first one, I saw this today, it looks like the Eric Stahl Team Canada thing is going to happen. Really? And that basically, so he's been in game shape. He's in Minnesota, you know, and he's going to sign a PTO with the Wilds minor league team, which is in Iowa, and he's going to start playing games and getting ready. He's going to go as long as nothing, you know, happens. I'm not kidding. I'm I'm tearing up right now. Yeah, so I think that's cool. Um, I believe he was on their taxi squad in 06. He, one of the great what-ifs of my life. That 2010 American team was fucking good. Like, was really good. And uh, you take them to overtime in the finals. The Canadians could not get Crosby going for a long time. They had a real issue with who to put him on a line with. And I don't remember who played the other wing, but they moved Eric up there because Eric is a consummate professional. That that line started to fucking click, and then the rest was history. Fucking, uh, if that had never happened, probably wouldn't gold that year. It's one of the great what-ifs of my life. I I, I watched every game of that Olympics. This is... Um, Eric Stahl's had a great years in that case this is junior's gold I, cup Olympic yeah at gold, this point his career points. he shouldn't be doing these stupid things well he still wants to who was i listening to it, i wish i could remember where this was from somebody called him and it was like you know and asked him about it and basically he felt down and out and like like that you know there's a 37 uh there were no fans of buffalo there were no fans of montreal and he's like but that Montreal run really, like, inspired him. Like, he wants to play. And he's kind of upset that nobody, like, reached out. He's like, you know, uh, 
in 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 the uh, the interview, he said there are going to be teams that don't even know they need me yet. So, damn. Obviously, you know what it was? It was the Christian Austin podcast. That's where it was. Uh, so hopefully, it would be. Obviously, we want him here. I think Eric can still finish, right? Like, we don't need him to play center. We don't need him on the ice a lot. We need somebody to finish, which I think he can still do. Um, also, but I thought that was, like, a cool story. I'm also fully sure that Eric Stahl would mesh with all locker room. Like, it's not like we're bringing a Vander Kane in. There's going to be no toxicity. It's going to be great. <laughs> Other thing I wanted to bring up with you, Vander Kane. Yep. I've That's seen him linked. Transition. I've seen I've seen him linked to us. I don't know where he would play, but he, he is another guy who can fucking finish. Now he worries me. He's he's hard to to pin right because on one hand uh, he's never thrown a slur at somebody, right? So that that's a thing, but I feel like his issues are more repeated. I would love to hear like one of the things that I thought was interesting is that despite what the media stuff was around the locker room, and he literally had a, a teammate hit him, right? Yeah, there are plenty of guys. Locker room is garbage. There are guys willing to come out on the record for Tony D'Angelo as, as a teammate, yeah. right? And I don't know if I've ever seen that for Evander Kane. And he's a weird guy, too, because he was one of the first – like, there's two types of, like, branding, right? There's, like – I actually think the NHL does a really good job with, with natives, right? And stuff like that. And then occasionally you partner with Budweiser to sell hockey tape, to stamp out racism. You've done it. That was all we were missing. It was the hockey tape to remind the racists they were wrong. Now they understand, right? So Evander Kane was one of the first as part of, like, that tier of, like, so he has a lot of protectors, and I'm sure he's had to deal with a bunch of unfair bullshit, but he also appears to be an absolute villain. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know about the Evander Kane thing. I, it's us, Edmonton, and somebody else. Oh, wait, uh, actually, before we get away from him, I want to – the. I don't think it's super real. Now, I know we've been linked to him, but also we've been linked to everybody. Like everybody. You know, like we yeah, all for the past two years. And the only yeah. two teams that get linked to everyone is us and Vegas. And Toronto, I can tell you Toronto, Toronto that couldn't you end up in Toronto? You know, like, fair enough. So I don't know how real that is because I think you're right that uh, Evander's Kane stuff is a lot worse than the D'Angelo stuff. Uh, I shouldn't even say what. But it does feel like if you signed him, like if the D'Angelo thing didn't go well, that was bad for us. Like, yeah, we our, our season banked on him not being this good, but being good. Like he had to yeah. come in and have a return to form and and like be like a like a quote good guy, right? Which I think he's done so far, at least publicly. With the Evander Kane thing, you could sign him, try to make that work. And then if it doesn't work, just bury him, you know? Um, Let him go so, to Virginia and play for Admirals? Is that what you're saying? Well, you, you could just, like, sign him to league men, right, for the rest of the year. 
and if it and then bury them like you just assign them to what right and if somebody claims them the money's off the books have a nice day um i imagine if you're assigning them it didn't go well right so he just goes to the miners it's under a million dollars the counting of cat so um he feels much less he, like a much smaller risk in the sense of like if game two Tony D'Angelo had told Ethan Barry smelled like Buffalo Brothers, we're fucked. Our season is doomed, right? But it, like if Evander Kane is seen like making out with like a bunch of people in line to get tested for COVID, it feels like we could just bury him and it wouldn't be an issue, you know? Interesting enough. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's 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 what I'm that's all I'm saying. So. I don't know. He's a good player. He's a really good player. And another thing he does is he is a little chippy, which we talk about always kind of being like needing the guy is a little chippy, right? So um, I don't know. I, I kind of like being the home of NHL, like second chances, but it also feels like you don't know. We've covered the Evander Kane saga before. It's a saga. It's been going on for a yeah. long time and progressively getting worse. Yeah, that guy's like an 80s Met. Yeah. Like, he's always in the news for something bad. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on, have you seen any of this Kodak Black stuff? No. Colin, I want you... Okay, 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 okay. Because I retweeted it. And I want to hear your reaction to this. Do you know who Kodak Black is? No. Kodak Black is a rapper, moderately famous. Um, who would be comparable to somebody you know? I don't really have a good comp for you. But he's probably more famous than 21 Pilots, oh. generally speaking. So he's like, you know, so he went to a Florida Panthers game. Yeah. And Kodak Black is also about the streets. He is what our grandparents would call a hoodlum, and kind of part of his part of his charm, right? Like he's just he's just a fucking hoodlum, and uh, so he went to this Panthers game to give you an idea. He wore a white coat and then went shirtless and had pants on and all that, right? Well, there's a clip of him in a press box, and it looks extremely convincing that he is fucking somebody in his press box. I need you to pull up our Twitter. I did. I can't find this. What are you talking about? What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No I'm, fucking I'm, I'm, way. I'm going to send you the evidence. I'm going to send you the evidence. So here's the thing about this clip, because there's some context. So there is another clip it, from inside the booth. First off, he's also next to team officials, which you'll see in the clip. So at first, it's like, well, he could be receiving a booty clapping Damn. Right. But, you know, there's a very specific distance maintained that whole time. You know what I mean? So here's the thing. There's a clip from inside the booth where he appears to have pants on. But part of me is just like, you know, that distance is maintained. So I wanted to share a couple things that I thought were unbelievably hilarious. I saw somebody say, I guess it's not the hockey players who spent two minutes in the box. My right, fellas? All-timers? 
what I just, I, the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that happened in Florida. I, I'm speechless. It's incredible, right? Living the dream out here. So I don't think – here's the thing. Wesley, Wesley hot take. I think if he's just getting danced on in the, in, in the booth, I think that's incredible. And there's another clip. My phone's at 3%, so I can't, I can't keep looking. There's another clip where he clearly has pants on, right? So if he's just getting booty claps, you know, at a hockey game, 10 out of 10. If he took this girl, this hockey game, and fucked her during the game, probably have to ban that guy. <laughs> I mean, you definitely have to ban that guy. Mainly because he did it in a fucking press box. So everyone can see. But, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think he did it. I'm, it's like I'm watching the Saputo film right now. Like this is. That's incredible, right? Thank you for listening to the Home Ice Advantage podcast. As always, we very much appreciate it. Please follow and share with your friends. Send it to your Aunt Betty. Knock on your neighbor's door. Email it to a teacher, your boss. Who cares? Just make sure you share it. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time.